I signed to this guy's DMs, and he's Tyler Cameron's roommate. <gasps> Wait, he's so hot. Matt? Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. So hot. I didn't even think he was going to respond. This is Taylor, your host. Welcome back to Girl Gaze and also a happy, happy holidays. If you're celebrating Hanukkah today, it's the first night of Hanukkah. Hope you get those amazing gifts and Merry Early Christmas. Get into the holiday spirit and cure your Sunday scaries with a new episode and a mimosa, but hold the OJ. Get ready for brunch with me and special guests as we chat about all things fashion, career building, and adulting. So today I have a refreshingly relatable and inspirationally insightful guest on, Emily. <laughs> Just slid into Emily's DMs and that's oh, why yeah. she's on the podcast. I love that. So you want to do a little Hi. introduction? <laughs> yeah, of course. Hello, my name is Emily. A little bit about myself. I have lived in New York for six years now. I am a millennial lifestyle influencer, if that's what I'm going to call myself. Instagrammer, I'll say. <laughs> well, she's lived in New York City for much longer than me. As you guys know, I've only lived here for a little over three months. So in today's episode, we are talking about what it's like to live in New York City. Love that. And then, you know, sliding in a little dating into there. Because <laughs> when I first got feedback on my podcast, everyone was like, I want a whole episode designated to dating. Everyone wants dating. Everyone. So, but before we get into the episode, let's do our gaze of the week. Every episode begins with a gaze of the week, which is basically just a thought or realization, big or small, that you've reflected on during the week prior. But because this is the last episode before 2019 is over, I figured we could reflect on something we've learned from this past year to kind of end off the year. Love it. So my gaze of the week, I guess, this is kind of a recent reflection, but it kind of encompasses everything from 2019. Um, I was walking into my apartment a couple of days ago, I think like Thursday night, and I live alone. I live in a studio apartment and like living in a studio in New York is definitely a goal for a lot of people Mm -hmm. because it's kind of expensive and or it's just I don't know. It makes you feel like an adult when you can say that you live alone or at least that's how I feel. And no drama. Yeah, yeah, no drama, no roommates, no bathroom sharing. Um, I walked in the other night and I was kind of just like, wow, like uh, 15-year-old me would think that I made it right now. Like I'm 24, I can live alone. I mean, it's a tiny studio, like I see my bed when I walk in, but that was kind of a realization that it's like 15-year-old me would be really proud of myself. And even though sometimes I don't stop and absorb it and like realize where I've I've, like built myself to, I don't know. When you think if your high school self, if your high school self like appreciates where you are now, it it means that you're on the right path. I love that game. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like when our lives are so busy, we get so caught up. You know, we may be making new goals for ourselves every day that we forget the goals that we've already accomplished from 15 years old, from high school, you know, from college and I mean, even sometimes when I walk into like my kitchen at night and then I walk back into my room, I'm like, holy shit, like I live here. (laughs) This is my life. It's a good feeling. (laughs) Exactly. So my gaze of the week was inspired by a little moment that I had in the elevator in my apartment building. It's going up the elevator back to my um, apartment and 
I was in the elevator with a mom and a little girl. So my apartment is basically just a lot of old people and then young parents. When I came up the elevator, I was with an older woman and a mom and a little girl. <laughs> yeah, so basically in a nutshell, there's no one my age, except for <laughs> one guy. I've only seen one cute guy my age and I made a horrible first impression in the elevator. That's a good anecdote for later. So back to the gaze. <laughs> the little girl kept on saying that she was two years old and I was like, holy shit, I'm a full two decades older than this girl. And now when this episode comes out, I will be a full decade plus a year, oh no, sorry, two decades plus a year older than this girl. And it's just so wild. I feel like I blinked and now it's 2020. I know. It's so weird to say 2020 out loud. I know. It's like a fresh, I feel like that's a fresh even number. I know. (laughs) So in an attempt to slow life down a little bit, I've been living by this quote, the beauty of life lives in the clarity of the moment. And just as you were saying with celebrating, you know, that something that your 15 year old self would be really proud of you for living alone in the city. um, I feel like a part of that quote is to celebrate the tiny joys just as much as the big ones. So even just like from celebrating the start of this podcast versus putting my furniture together with my mom today without having to have a handyman come and do it with us. (laughs) They're both something that should be celebrated. So should we just start about talking about New Year's because we're like already on the 2020 bend? Okay, so what are your plans for New Year? Okay, so I've been here since 2013. I guess since the new year of 2014 in the Mm -hmm. city. All throughout college, I was always in the city for New Year's. Um, We were on holiday break, I guess, between semesters at at NYU, but everyone would come into the city and like go to some open bar or something, Um, like typical... New Year's New yeah. Year's plans. I was also underage and I would still go to these bars. No one really cared. I don't the bouncers didn't really care. As long as you like pay your cover <laughs> sometimes or whatever. They do though. <laughs> it's sometimes a shit show. But anyway, go on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dealing with my fake ID when I was younger was so stressful. I know. I like take for granted that I'm legally able to drink now because it was yeah. It was very stressful to figure out what bars be, you go to. I know, I remember I would be online at Syracuse and I would frantically memorize my Yes. Fake your zip code and the year. Yeah, I went to this one bar and I knew, or it was like a club bar thing when I was underage. And the bouncer, every time you went, asked like a really difficult question that you wouldn't. Like, what's really your get. sign? He, yeah, what's your sign was one or other. Sometimes he was like, "What's the capital of your state?" Which is like, oh if you're God. from like Tennessee, I don't. I, or like I whatever. don't know. Geography I, but is not I was my in Illinois, suit. and I remember it was Springfield, not Chicago. I was just like, <laughs> I think we did. Yeah, it it's is. It's fine. I'm not fact checking you. Whatever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Springfield. I could be wrong. Um, but anyways, my New Year's plans. So last year I went away to Vermont. That was the first year I was ever away from the city for New Year's, and it was like really refreshing. Mm-hmm. So this year, my plans right now, I'm I may stay in the city and go to a concert, or I might actually go to Montreal with my cousins. Oh my gosh, that's so fun! I know TBD. I need to like frantically. I've never been to Canada before. Really? I know. I feel like I need to. I went to Toronto for the first time this past year, and it was so cool. Actually, one of our interns is from Toronto. It's just like a cool New York City. Yeah. Um, I have to venture up there. Yeah, one of these days. <laughs> so either a concert or going away, but I will. I refuse to do like any sort of bar club situation. Yeah, no. It's just not my scene. <laughs> Two years ago, I did that, and I was the only one out of my friends who was 21, because my birthday's in December, so I was like a little bit older. And I remember there was this one guy from Syracuse who was the promoter for. So there were like at least 50 Syracuse kids on this line underage yeah. trying to get in. That's it was how it was like with ginormous, NYU. <laughs> ginormous shit show. It was freezing, and I could have went in, 
because I was older, but I didn't want to go in and then be alone. So I was just like waiting outside for, it felt like hours. And yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) I am definitely with you to not do like the whole club scene. Yeah. But this year I'm actually, my whole family rented out this house in New Hampshire. So I'm really excited to kind of get away and not have the pressure of. Yeah having new year's plans because i feel like it's always so hyped up and you need to like plan it in advance it's not just something you can go out on a whim and you know be spontaneous so yeah going away is the move i think i think after a certain age like i did have fun when i was younger but now i'm just kind of like because people from out of town are coming into the city it just it's a lot yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah i mean even one of my really good friends from home was like i'm going away my other friend is doing something with her family I think so she was like should I just stay in yeah oh my gosh my senior year of college I, st- I stayed in I was yeah. just like I'm, I'm not gonna deal I know it's too much but regardless of what you're doing do you know what you're gonna wear oh my gosh I well it depends so if I go to this concert it's gonna be like deep deep in Brooklyn I, I don't know wait what kind of concert EDM it's like vibes kind of a or? rave situation okay, rave. I just feel like that's the kind of thing where I would stay in the city for because I'm not I don't have to like socialize and be at a bar it's just like we're all listening to music everyone's just yeah. jamming out so I don't know Living probably yeah exactly <laughs> probably something like bright and colorful if I go to Montreal literally probably like a sweater and jeans I don't yeah. know depends we'll I see. already know what I'm gonna wear because <laughs> the other week I worked really hard at work and I was like you know what I'm gonna treat myself so there's Do a it. reformation that just opened up on the Upper East Side and I will say, I've always scrolled through their website, but I've never actually owned something from oh, Reformation before. Yeah. So I went in, found this amazing, like, emerald green uh, Oh, they love that color. Dress. That's like a classic color for, for and Reformation. And I was like, you know what? I need this. Yeah. <laughs> so that is exactly what I'm going to be wearing. Love it. Um, even though I'm going to be, you know, in a house with my family. Whatever. But, you know, <laughs> my mom takes the best pictures of me anyway, so yeah, I'll get for the gram. <laughs> So let's go into a little background about you, just so my audience can get to know you a little bit better. So you said that you've lived in New York City for six years because you went to NYU. So what did you study at NYU? So I, when I was in high school, actually, I played sports my whole life. So I thought I wanted to go to a school for nutrition. Mm. So I only applied to colleges with nutrition majors. So that was like Syracuse, NYU, Boston University, like some pretty good schools Mm. in the Northeast. Um, so I went to NYU originally for nutrition. And then after my first semester, I was like, this is not for me. It's very science oriented. I kind of, I just wanted to be like a celeb nutritionist. I don't know. I didn't really know what I wanted when I was 17, 18. So then I switched to communications my sophomore year. So that's basically like writing, marketing. I don't know, just a mix of things. So what are you doing? Like, what did you do post-grad? So I worked at a tech startup when I graduated for two years. It was like a tech recruiting company. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did marketing for them. It was really cool. I loved it a lot. And then in May of this past year, I quit to do full-time Instagram influencing. Um, So tell me about that process. Were you still building your brand while you were working at that tech startup or... Like, didn't you have, didn't your Instagram start as a foodie Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go through that. Yeah, so, so when I went to NYU for nutrition, one of my classes was this, they called it food lab, but it was really, literally a cooking class. Oh, nice. So after the class, and mind you, Instagram in 2013 was like not real. Yeah. And like no one, no one really used it for anything. And mm-hmm. you had all those weird filters and borders and, and whatnot. So. Thank God it's changed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I would take pictures of the food after class and like put it on this Instagram account and. And 
it just developed into this food Instagram, I guess. And then over the next like two or three years, it just got so big and so viral. Like food Instagramming was becoming a, a legitimate thing. Um, so I, I want to say like in two years, I gained 50,000 subscribers. That's crazy. Were you doing anything specific to gain those followers or did it just kind of happen naturally? Um, like the voice of the Instagram was definitely very like sarcastic. I would, I was always talking about like boys and food. Like I, I would just say random things, uh-huh. but then the infatuation, which is like a really big food mm-hmm. review recommendation site now was originally a food Instagram mm-hmm. and they were getting really viral too. So they would repost me. There was a lot of reposting oh, back yeah. then. And also I interned at BuzzFeed Food when I was a sophomore. So I would like post my own photos in these BuzzFeed articles that were going viral. Yeah. It was like a lot of growth hacking basically and a lot of luck. Why did you change into like right. being a lifestyle <laughs> influencer? So to be honest, I'm like not really a foodie. Like I, I felt like such a poser. I mean, I, I like <laughs> food and I like dessert. I love donuts. That's yeah. like my favorite food. But I started to grow this huge food following, like back when I was at my peak, let's say. Mm-hmm. I think I had like almost 130,000 followers. Crazy. Yeah, I Were know. you making any money off of the internet nothing, at this point? <laughs> nothing. If I, I could like... go back in time, like the, the amount of things I would have changed. Because mm. back then, like, I didn't know you could make money. Exactly. But I love doing it. And that's, I guess, how it all starts. Mm-hmm. So back when Instagram, like, no algorithm, no, no nothing, people were just posting whatever. Um, I was building this huge food following and then I realized that I wasn't really a foodie and people started asking me for like restaurant reviews and recommendations and I was just kind of like, I don't like talking about this stuff. Yeah. I love to take pictures of pizza and donuts, but I don't really, I can't give you a high-end restaurant recommendation. Yeah. Um, so then I just started seeing girls posting like pictures of their clothes and outfits and I always have been into fashion. Living in New York City, you just you love to like I love to see clothes yeah, people and watching me even on the subway I made a way to work I'm yeah. constantly judging what people are wearing Same. good bad everything I was texting my friend yesterday I was at Whole Foods shopping and I was like oh my god everyone you're so trendy like I, I heard it. no I heard Whole Foods you can't go like looking like a slob <laughs> yeah people were so like cute and like athleisure cute yeah. casual really cute so I've always been into fashion and then I saw that people were posting photos of like their outfits and stuff and getting free clothes and money from that and mm-hmm. I was kind of just like I think I would rather switch it yeah but with the switch I obviously I grew this huge food following when I switched I lost a lot of yeah. followers because um, the niche changed definitely I still do have people that stayed which I like I love those people people still DM me and they're like I followed you with Miss New Foodie you're an um, OG <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out but I'm so much happier posting now it's definitely more me and I feel like I can express myself and be creative more. Yeah. So that's that's the story. That was kind of long. <laughs> no, you're good. I loved it. So what was one of the biggest challenges you faced while trying to change your brand? Like if you scroll all the way back and you still see all of your food pictures, okay. Mm-hmm. I deleted a lot of them. <laughs> but the biggest challenge, and I still struggle with this a little bit, is... I did, I lost so many. I think I lost like 30,000 followers in the one, the first month I switched. It was wild. And like the amount of backlash that I got. Um, did you have people DMing you things? Oh yeah. Well, I feel like really? I had like a mini little cult. I don't, not to like overhype myself, <laughs> but um, when I switched, people were like really upset. In hindsight, I think I would have just started a new Instagram mm-hmm. and kept both. 
But in my mind at the time, I was like, if I already have this one big Instagram, why make another and yeah. complicate things? Why not just like evolve this one? Mm-hmm. Um, what so kinds of things were people saying to you? Over they the were end? just kind of like, this is stupid. Like you're trying to be someone that you're not, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't know Bitch, me. you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know my life. Um, so the, the biggest challenge was the loss of followers. And then even still, like I still do feel like I, I'm still rebuilding myself mm-hmm. to where it was. And I don't think it'll ever be the way it was because Instagram is different now. Yeah. It's just like a different thing. I know, it's crazy. So now that you are a full-time Instagram influencer, what does your day-to-day look like now that you don't have a nine-to-five? Yeah. So I actually, I've recently been doing some consulting for some startups. So I do go into some offices mm-hmm. some days and work for them and do their social. Cool. Um, but like today, for example, because I do work on the weekends, like I woke up, I was editing a video. I do, I have been on and off the YouTube thing for a while because I feel like it's important to have, but it's not where my followers are. Yeah. They're all on Instagram, but it's good to like expand. Mm-hmm. So I did okay. some video editing and then I filmed two different ads today. Um, and you So need- for ads, yeah. do they reach out to you? Do you reach out to them? Do you have a contract? Yeah, it's definitely a mix and... Um, something to point out also is like one of the things I filmed today is not going on any of my social. Um, it's purely for their own marketing. Mm-hmm. So I would say like a quarter of my stuff I'll film for them or I'll take photos and then it's just for their social marketing. Um, so a lot of times you won't even see it on my page, yeah. which is interesting. But it's like 50-50, I'd say. So I have a manager. Um, I started working with her I would say in like June kind of right when I quit my job so she does a lot of outreach for me and then nice. anything that comes inbound I'll usually forward to her mm-hmm. I don't have to but she like negotiates better than I do yeah. um, and it's basically a back and forth negotiating on price and what type of work that they mm-hmm. want so is it an IGTV is it a post is it a story and then a contract is always signed mm-hmm. just to make it like legit so no one can kind of back out of the deal yeah. and it, it goes from there so is there like one brand specific that stands out in your mind who you love working with? Ooh, that's so hard. A lot of them are very like small niche brands that mm-hmm. are looking for influencers to promote their their image and their products mm-hmm. um, because influencers do have like a very tight group community. Yeah. So it's a mix of like big brands and small brands, but I mostly do get like pretty small beauty brands and I love working with them and I also love to see those brands grow over yeah. time. Have you seen that your followers have been using the products that you're recommending? Yes, I just did a CBD ad last week and I've already had a ton of people like screenshot pictures of their CBD packages in the oh, mail. Oh, so cute. And I love to see that because I like my followers to know that I'm actually promoting like a, a product that I use and that I want them to try and mm-hmm. it's not just for the money. Yeah, I mean also even for me, I know that I'm not an Instagram influencer, um, but for this podcast, I've been reaching out for advertisers Mm -hmm. and there was this one brand that I was very, very close to signing a deal with, but it just like, it wasn't going to be authentic. So I'd rather Mm -hmm. not make that extra money for the month than promote something that that I don't believe in. You know what I mean? I had a a vibrator brand reach out to me and they were going to pay me a lot of money. And like, I'm, I'm about that, Uh that life, but it's just not my Instagram brand. Uh, It just felt too forced. And I, I was just like, I can't, I'm so sorry. If (laughs) if your gut is telling you to not, then I would feel uncomfortable. All of my family members (laughs) follow me on Instagram. Right, I know. I don't know. (laughs) But stuff like that, you're right. It's better to keep keep true to your brand then get like an extra couple yeah and also like you don't want to risk um having your followers lose trust in you as well totally 
So where do you take pictures and how often do you take pictures? I take pictures, I would say like two to three times a week, maybe. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll, I'll take a whole afternoon of pictures and then never post it because I feel ugly or whatever. (laughs) I usually go in Soho or Lower East Side. Mm -hmm. I love Soho. I think it's like the cutest little place. And there's a good mix of taxi cabs and aesthetic shots. It's not crazy Times Square and it's also not just like a blank wall in the Mm -hmm. middle of nowhere. Um, But yeah, I would say like two times a week maybe. And who takes your pictures? I have a mix. I pay for a photographer. She's like a photographer friend. Like, okay, she's a cool. friend, but I pay her. Uh-huh. Um, and then sometimes I will shoot with other bloggers. Oh, nice. And we just kind of... Because also, they know my angles. I know their angles. Yeah. They get it. So, <laughs> it's remember, a mix. I remember one time I went to the vessel. I had, like, a grandma and me day one day over the I summer. I love that. And I was like, Grandma, can you please take a picture of me? And she... I mean, you know. My grandparents just <laughs> don't, are not great with technology. Even for listening to the podcast, my grandpa was like, Taylor, how do I get your podcast on my phone. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, grandpa. Anyway, this girl was like, do you want me to take your picture? And she literally got every single yes. angle. I don't even know this girl. No, that's girl supporting girls. Exactly. I love that. Oh, she got down on her knees. Yes. I'm like, girl, that's I love you. <laughs> I went to a concert once with one of my friends and I was like not on my phone at all. I was just enjoying the music. And then at the end, I was like, let's take a picture together. So we asked these girls next to us to take a photo and she had such a stank face. She took one photo of us and it was blurry. And I was just like, that is so rude. Just say you're busy. Like, say you got to go. Yeah. Don't pretend to take a bad picture. <laughs> I hate when girls are like that yeah i'm just trying to get it's a good just like Instagram. come, come <laughs> on i'm sure you already got yours yeah, exactly. like my trick is i'll be like hey um can you take a picture of me and i'll take a picture of you after yeah. oh of course give love give it back exactly so i know that being an influencer it's multifaceted you have different things to do every single day how do you say productive and motivated that is a great question i plan my day out hour by hour <laughs> i'm like gonna be creepy now but i saw that on your instagram my today and i was so like i need to me. ask you i have a little notebook i just got a new notebook it's the best brand ever ever it's called poppin p-o-p-p-i-n oh it's my these god suede notebooks and they're so cute and i have these fun pens like i make it fun and when i wake up in the morning like on the weekend for example i will just plan out my day hour by hour it's the only way i can keep myself accountable hour by hour that not, is okay i don't it, it's not i don't follow it always exactly but it just gives me an idea especially because when it's dark out now at three o'clock i need to make sure i'm getting my filming and stuff mm-hmm. done while it's in daylight oh true because i have things to send in tomorrow and i i didn't do them so i need to get them lighting done. just won't cut it yeah <laughs> like actually um so and also, I like love everything that I do, so that just it does keep me motivated, yeah. and I I want it my brand to grow, or I just want to like learn more and and build whatever I'm building more, mm-hmm. and that just that in itself kind of helps me keep me on track. Have a lot of your friends moved to the city post grad? Yeah, so most of my friends from college have stayed in the city. I did have a couple of close, close friends that I was really tight with in school that moved away. Mm-hmm. Actually, most of my core college friend group kind of like dispersed. Uh. Like one of my friends goes to med school in like Utah. The other one moved to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people stay in the city, which has been really great. And then I'm from Connecticut. So a lot of my friends from high school also moved here. Yeah. So my friend group is really all here. I feel like I haven't expanded at all. What's a typical like night out? Do you have a big group? like group of girls that you go out with or are you kind of selective with your friend group 
I would say I'm I'm not really one to go out with like 10 different girls unless it's a birthday party mm-hmm. because I feel like it's harder to be social. Okay, here's my thing. <laughs> and I've spoken to my friends about this before <laughs> is that I have some friends that when they go out, they only talk to each other. Yeah. And I kind of feel like if I'm going out to a bar and I'm single and all, most of my friends are single, like I want to talk not even just to guys. I just want to like be social, like yeah. meet girls, meet guys. So I don't like to go out with a big group because then I feel like you're stuck speaking to the people that you came with. That's but so if you true. go out with like two or three girlfriends, you go to the bar, you can talk to some guys, you can meet mm-hmm. like girlfriends out. Um, so I'd say my groups are like pretty small, mm-hmm. but I have a bunch of different friend groups, so I don't like to stay with one clique. Yeah, that's same with me. I definitely think it's a lot easier, especially now like post grad, because I know when I was in college, you would have a pregame and just like anyone and everyone would show up right. because it was all that was su- so close. Such a college you know I mean? thing. Yeah, we yeah, did that such too. a college thing. But now, I mean, I just even appreciate it. The pregame's more. Oh I yeah. Feel, Sometimes when I go home smaller. after the pregame. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, let's just not even go anywhere. Yeah. Just kidding. But how do you approach guys at bars, or do you let them approach you? Um, it depends on like my mood for the uh-huh. night, or like even how much I've been drinking. Which I don't even drink that much, but sometimes I just have more energy than yeah. other nights. So I would say if I'm going to approach a guy, it's usually like at the bar because mm-hmm. it's crowded at the bar and everyone's trying to get a drink. So I don't know. I'll just like be next to someone. Or if I see someone cute from far away, I'll usually just try to like inch my way towards them and make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so like immature, but I usually will just go close and just like look at them yeah. until someone makes a move. Um, or I will, I will just like... If you stand in a position that's open, I feel like people will come up to you. But if you're closed off from everyone and just talking to your friends, it's so much harder for a guy to come up and introduce himself to you. Because it's kind of nerve-wracking. Even though guys, I think, do it more often, it's still, like, scary. Yeah, I know exactly. And I feel like if you're talking with one other girlfriend and you're, like, facing one another... Yeah, no one's going to approach you. Exactly. It makes no room for an invitation for a guy to come up. So I feel like if you're talking with two other girlfriends right. or something like that. And if, and if some if you're dancing and you're just like if yeah, you your look body like, language is more right. open maybe toward the guy. Yeah. I will say though, if I'm going out and I'm like, I need I wanna meet a guy and I need to meet a guy tonight, those are the nights that I don't because the nights where I'm just enjoying myself and hanging out with my friends are when I look like I'm having the most fun and mm-hmm. it's the most natural and that's usually when I'll like meet someone. Yeah. I feel like I always overthink it. Yeah. Those are is... the nights the <laughs> nights that I meet someone are always the nights where I'm not expecting it. Always. I went to a holiday party last night with a few of my friends and I was like, okay, Saturday night search or something <laughs> like something like with cute alliteration in my in our group chat. And I went, and this really cute guy who also went to Syracuse, who I've never met before, was there, and we were talking. He was taller That's than me. The best. As you, you saw, I'm very tall, so <laughs> and I have a cutoff. Like I need my guy to be taller than How me, tall or else are you? I'm five eleven. Oh wow! But like plus the you know the shoes. Yeah, have of the, course. Yeah. <laughs> so he was tall enough, at least, and he was cute. But and we were talking, whatever. And then my friend comes up to me and goes, "You know, he has a girlfriend, right?" Uh, and I was like, "You are no. kidding me!" What What were you guys talking about? He was, like, kind of flirting with me. We, I mean, we were just, like, getting to know each other. And Still. when I, he was like, what do you do? I was like, oh, I work in fashion. He was like, wow. Because oh, all the no. guys, like, freak out over that. That's but, the worst. <laughs> that is the worst. So I was like, oh, all right. Guess that's Yeah, did you just walk away? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go get another drink. That's so... I was out with one of my best friends. So it was the two of us. And we were talking to these two guys. And I wasn't really vibing with either of them. Mm-hmm. But she was really into one of them. So I was like, I'll... I'll you sacrifice. Yeah, yes. of course. I'll chat. 
And then we're there for like, I'm not even kidding, 30 minutes talking to these two boys. And the one that I'm directly speaking to, like, it's just, there's nothing there. But I'm just standing there, like, waiting for my friend to get this guy's, the other guy's number and walk away. Oh, my God. We're there for literally 30 minutes. And then she whispers to me. She's like, he just told me he has a girlfriend. And I was like, we need to go. <laughs> I just wasted 30 minutes. Like this. And probably in your head the whole time, you're like, I need to get yeah. out of here. Like, what's the But at the same plan? time, it's like, if a guy has a girlfriend and the girlfriend's not there, you you shouldn't expect him to not speak to anyone. That's like, true, I guess. I, don't I was also to... talking to this guy for, it felt like 30 minutes. Yeah, that's when it's kind of like, sus. It's and like, he sus. had other friends. Yeah. yeah. I like, and then my friend told me that he yeah. didn't have a great reputation for that kind of thing. <laughs> but... What? Do you have any favorite spots for going out in the city? Uh, I'm really trying to venture out of my typical like routine. So I've been trying to go to Brooklyn a little bit more. Mm. But Where as in the far city as, do you live again? I live in the Lower East Side. Oh, okay. So, so it's close. I'm near so many bars. I know. I like you to are. go to like um I like make believe it's in the Lower East Side. It's cute. The blonde is also in the Lower oh, East yeah. Side. Those are like my sh- my shishi chic mm-hmm. bars, but I have friends who hate they like to go to down and dirty like hair of the dog type things. I cannot oh my god, I have a story from here. <laughs> I'll hang for a little, but the like the sports bars and stuff like that are not really my scene. Mm-hmm. I like to go somewhere at all. Have you heard of that place? No. It's really fun. Oh, I like shine. places that are Good music, good vibes, but slightly more sophisticated yeah, people, I'd say. I'm down. But I could get down sometimes at a sports bar. <laughs> it but depends on the mood. Yeah, it's not it's not my go-to. Yeah, oh my god. But speaking of hair of the dog, I remember it was actually my first time there of the summer, right when I graduated. And I was there with a few friends, and I go up to the bar to get a drink. And this guy just turns to me and goes, hi, can I take you on a date? And I go... <laughs> I kind of like that. I was... If he's cute, that's a thing. Yeah, no, it was not my type. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what? He was like, can I take you on a date? I was like, you don't even know my name. He was like, so what's your name? And I was like, Taylor. He goes, Taylor, can I take you on out on a date? And it was just like, oh my God. The whole time I was like, I need to get out of here. And then I didn't really know how to put him down, especially because I was forced in staying in that position because I had just ordered my drink and I was not about to run away. Like I paid for my drink. Yeah. I, need it yeah <laughs> so he asked my number and i was like oh my what god what do i do fake number so no i 100 did not give him I my number i put I in a fake a number story. i don't even know like what numbers i put in but then for the name part i just put tay because i was like that oh, had never yeah. happened to me before to i was basically forced to give my number out to a guy who i did not want to have my number and then i was chatting with some friends after and one of my friends from home said that she used to give her brother's number out, which is hilarious. Oh, but then her brother got these random text messages. I guess. <laughs> That's so funny. But then I was listening to another podcast a while ago. I honestly forget which one it was. But they said that they came up with names. Oh, yes. That I they that would too. use. So if a guy even were to come up to them, they'd be like, oh, hi, my name is Ashley. Yes, even that's though- exactly what I do. <laughs> What's your name? That's so funny. Sarah from Texas, and I'm in finance. That's oh, literally my, my story. God. Do you have a little Texas accent going on? No, I say that I like moved here, and my parents are from here, so I never really... Your story is legit. Oh, I, I use it every weekend. It's how, I, if I have friends next to me, it's how they know that I'm not interested in whoever's talking to me, and I need to get out. It's okay. like the signal. <laughs> I need I need to do that. I'll do like Mackenzie from... Yeah. You got to build up this persona, this fake persona. Mackenzie from Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. But one time I gave a fake number to a guy and then I like saw him again. Months later, I saw him again out and he said, he was like, you gave me a fake number. 
That's ballsy. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, it's all good. And then he walked away. Oh, that's <laughs> so weird. It was weird. It I was feel weird. like most guys would not have done that. Yeah, I guess good for him. He followed me on Instagram. No, it was he a did whole not. Thing. So, yes. So, we were at a rooftop bar. He was like, hey, I follow you on Instagram. He was like, not bad. Look, I just wasn't interested at the time. So, I gave him a fake number. Whatever. I'm never going to see him again. This wait, rooftop wait, in Brooklyn. Rewind. He came up to you and said, hey, I follow you on Instagram. He's like, I think I recognize you. Do you have an Instagram? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> um, that happens okay. to me. That happens to me infrequently, but it has happened before. Uh-huh. I gave a fake number and then I saw him... Uh, months later at this bar club lounge whatever in west village like so far from brooklyn Mm -hmm. the odds of that were very small i know it happens it's fine (laughs) we move on so let's talk about dating apps are you on which apps do you like which apps do you not like yes so i am on hinge and bumble okay i i've been on the league i i don't think i deleted it from my phone i can't remember the last time i was on it but i Mm -hmm. i used to have i used to be i was kind of just like it's a numbers game let me just get on everything (laughs) um but funny enough i haven't been on an app date i went on one last week but then prior to that i hadn't been on one since like the beginning of august Mm -hmm. i kind of took a break yeah because i felt like i was going on date after date and they were just bad Mm -hmm. like really bad yeah so i was kind of like i'm gonna take a break focus on meeting people out and also just focus on like myself yeah you know that's always important um but recently i was kind of just like let me get back on one of my guy friends is basically dating this girl now that he met on an app and he he hated the apps for so long. Same with my friend too. But then he he met a girl and now he's like he lo- likes her a lot and I was kind of inspired by that. So I was like, <laughs> "All right, I'll get back on." So I went on a date on Wednesday. He's really cute, smart. He's like going to be a doctor. Oh wow. Okay. I hope he doesn't listen to this. It's fine. <laughs> hey, and boy, if you're listening. So it was our first date. So then whatever the the days went on and then tonight sunday i was walking in lower east side soho area i'm talking to my friend on the phone and then i get this text and he texts me and he's like hey i think you just passed me on the street meanwhile i was talking about him to my friend on my phone and i was freaking out i was on the phone with her i was like katie what if you heard me literally talking about our date and then i was freaking out i go back to my apartment and i'm just i respond back i was like where he was like i was at this bookstore i live near a bookstore so then I'm coming up here onto the Upper East Side and he lives up here and I was kind of like, should I just ask him to like come up to the Upper East Side with me? <laughs> so I texted him. I was like, are you leaving anytime soon? I'm meeting a friend up on the Upper East Side. He was like, yeah, sure. Uh, okay. So this is the second time you guys have seen each other. Yeah. It was our second date, basically, the subway ride. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Because the subway ride, subway ride was probably like 30 minutes. Yeah. It was... It was very spontaneous. I never do anything like that. But I usually, after a first date, I'm unsure if I like someone. Mm -hmm. And after this first date, I was kind of like, oh, I kind of like him. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like, this is a sign that I need to do something about it. (laughs) So I went, I like changed into some leggings. I went back to the bookstore. I met him and we walked to the subway. We took the subway up here. And it was kind of cute. That is cute. The subway, the people in the subway were crazy. There were like street performing acts. Oh my God. There was some woman reading the Bible. It was just, it was a lot. You had an entertaining subway ride yeah. on top of the stresses of entertaining I know. boy too. I was kind of freaking out. I never do anything like that, but it was a sign. Yeah. Well, and I guess it went well. <laughs> I think so. I'm not going to text him. Yeah, I'm, no, don't text. Let I'm, him text you first. Yeah. I kind of like don't text boys first anymore. I know that's really bad to say, but I just gave up. Yeah. I feel like Sometimes I don't think it's bad if if we're dating, text. it's another story. But before then, I I'll text unless I have something really urgent to say mm-hmm. or like really funny. 
I'm not. Yeah. It's don't. sad because I feel like I always say, oh, I don't want to play games, but that's just always what happens. Yeah. So. To be fair, it's like, I don't have anything. To, am I going to text him like, nice seeing you on the subway? Like, no. <laughs> so I'll just wait it I out. I know. He has to wait. He has to text you being like, so right. want to get dinner? And I think or, like, we're going to go on another date. So I'm just waiting. Oh for my God. Him. You have to keep me updated. Yeah. I'm excited so for weird. you. So weird. I never, my friend was, date. <laughs> yeah, my friend was literally like, this is your second date. You're on the subway with him. <laughs> right. I know that. Okay. It counts. I'll yeah. count it. <laughs> So, do you have any crazy dating, like, hinge dating stories? Crazy bad? Um, ooh. Do you? I need yes. to think about this. You I go have first. a very bad story. <laughs> so, <laughs> I matched with this guy who, you know, he, I thought he was cute, whatever, and he was over six feet tall, so, like, that's a plus. Do you do your, the set, the height settings? Like, yes, but I don't have premium, and I also barely go on the dating apps like yeah. i'll literally go once a month on it and then i don't have notifications so then i'll i'll, yeah. I'll, I'll like miss a lot of people whatever <laughs> so i go on and then he messages me and we start to talk briefly and then he's like want to hang and i'm like you know what i know that i haven't really had a long conversation with this guy but what the heck that's always a red flag for me so i was like yes yeah, so, okay well i guess <laughs> i'm not seasoned a seasoned <laughs> dating app I'm not proud of being as seasoned as I am. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just give him my number. So we start to text. But the thing is, I st- he still won't tell me anything about himself. And of course, I stalk him. Oh, he has yeah. a podcast. I listen to it. Love it. Um, and then the next thing I know, we have each other on Snapchat. Did Was that not a red flag for you that he added you on Snapchat I was before like, you met? I was like, oh, maybe he's like a Snapchat talker. That's weird. Because I feel like sometimes... With guys, I'll have a conversation with them like over a self, like selfie with words, mm-hmm. you know. So I was like, right. fine, like maybe that'll spark the conversation. To me, that's uh, just like no. A I, well, I was wrong. <laughs> I was very, very wrong because the next thing I know, again, unsolicited dick pic sent to my Snapchat. I did not respond, and it was followed up by a video. No. So yeah, of, of his. Oh yes. Rated no. <laughs> and I was oh my like, God, did you say? Have you texted him? Have you spoken to him? Um, no. Oh my god. Yeah. And then I remember like the next day or something he wrote to me and was like, "Oh yeah, I deleted him." Yeah, good. And then <laughs> and then he texted me and was like, "Wow, you deleted me." And I wasn't going to answer, but then I was like, um, ew. Oh, well, are you offended? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. So that was pretty much the extent to my dating app life. That is so funny. Yeah. That you just had a really bad experience. Really bad experience, but my other experience, I it was this guy who is in Columbia Law School. His last year, like, has a job already lined Cute. up. I like six that. four. I was like, you know what? Okay. <laughs> he's smart. He yeah. seems, like, mature or whatever. He's, like, a little... He's, like, 25 or something. And we plan to go on a date, and I'm doing work in my apartment with one of my girlfriends that day, and it was that night. So I was like, oh, my date is right by where her apartment was. So she just stayed here as I was getting ready. And then the second we hop on the 6 to go downtown, I get a text from him saying... Hey, I'm so sorry, but I have this event that I have to go to tonight. And then he sent me a screenshot of a Facebook event. That's weird. Yeah. And I was going to be very, very late to that date to begin with. So oh, like... so weird. The date should have... It was like 10 minutes before the date should have started. Oh my God. What so I was did? like... Yeah. How I old was, is he? Like 25. Ew. I Boys know. are so immature. I know. So I was like... Um, but then he sent me the picture of the Facebook event. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe that's legit. Maybe you. What if like, he was maybe, like, I don't know. It seemed like it was 
like a, an annual thing uh, with friends. But I feel like maybe that was your invite. Like, hey, I'm going to this. Should we go together? No, he was like, maybe we can meet up after. So oh. I was like, fuck that. No. Yeah. So I just didn't even answer. And then he kept on following up like every few days being like, I'm so sorry. I'd love to make it up to you. Blah, blah, blah. Like Aww. actually being nice. Yeah. And I didn't answer for at least a week or two. And my friends were like, just give him another yeah, chance. Yeah, you should give him another chance. I was like, okay, whatever. Like life in the city. I'll just give yeah. him another chance. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be spontaneous. And so I give him another chance. I meet him after work at this bar that was literally completely empty. I was like, oh, oh no. my God, this bartender is here. And all the staff yeah. is totally just listening so in on our conversation. But it was fine. There wasn't a lull in the conversation. I feel like in those moments, I'm just sign. very, very chatty because I don't want silence at all. So it went fine. I There wasn't like a huge was spark. Was this recently? It was like a few weeks ago. So what's happening? So like nothing has happened <laughs> since. But when we left, I was like, oh, which way are you going? He was like this way. And I'm like, oh, I'm going this way. I'll see you later. I never know what to do in those situations. Yeah. So we hugged and then we left. And then like 30 seconds later, he texted me saying, I had such a great time. 30 seconds? I'd love seconds. to take you out again. Oh, no. Or like a mi- maybe a minute. Maybe I'm exaggerating a tiny bit. But basically, like Still. before I even made it to the subway, right. I got a text from him. So I don't remember when I answered him. But then... It turns out he just, like, wanted to hook up. So I was just uh, kind of confused. That's why I'm on and off with the apps, because 90% of people... And there's nothing wrong with it, but no, I'm not. not looking for that anymore. And it's hard to sift through everyone. Exactly. But it was also just like, why are you being so nice? And, like, yeah. it was just so... It was, like, turn on the tables or whatever that saying yeah. is. So, yeah. The, that was my actually my first oh my Hinge gosh, date you've ever. Had such bad... Kind so, of bad experiences. Yeah. Two bad experiences. I, um, I, I've had pretty good experiences. I don't want to jinx myself, but Knock like on wood. <laughs> I've been on them for a while. I dated a guy for a, a while. Oh wow! From Bumble. So when you are on the apps, what do you do? You like start the conversation. How long are your conversations before you meet in real life? Well, Bumble, you have to start it first, which the girls I don't have to start love. It. Mm-hmm. It, it depends if they have something funny in their photos. I'll make a comment on it, mm-hmm. but honestly, I will just say hi, which is so lame. But I don't know if if they respond back, I can like muster up some sort of conversation and then once it gets into the conversation i think like i don't know i don't there's not an amount of messages that need to go through but i would say as long as i can have like one full conversation start to finish then i feel like okay about it but when they message their that they want to grab a drink or something in the first like four messages it's just it's a little weird to me yeah i feel like it's too soon yeah and i've asked my guy friends and they're like he just wants to get a drink and i'm like i don't want to dedicate my evening to someone even if it's just an hour it's just i don't want to go through all that effort to find out that he's like weird or creep or whatever Um, one of my friends was like oh yeah but i kind of just like want to make sure that he's not the one for me and i'm like Oh, but no. it's, I feel like it's just kind of a waste. My friends are like that. They're like, just get a drink with him. It's not a big deal. I'm like, you know what? I'm an introvert. It is a big deal <laughs> to go out on a date. Like, I want to make sure it's going to be a somewhat decent I date. Know. So on your first dates with these guys from Hinge, do you ever feel like awkward or how, how do you prepare? Do you have a shop before or how do you pipe yourself up? Um... I feel like that ha- that my routine before a date has definitely changed over time because mm-hmm. at this point I've been on a large handful of first dates now so I'm not as like phased yeah. by it but at first I would totally have a shot or like a drink beforehand but now I don't I also just I don't drink that much mm-hmm. um and I feel like I oftentimes get drunk on the date and I don't want to show up kind yeah. of already tipsy because I did that once 
and I don't remember what I said at all and he never texted me again. Oh god. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was like right when I graduated, but I took a shot. I had not eaten a lot that day. Took a shot and I don't really take shots. Went on this date because he knew someone from my high school and the boy he knew from my high school was really cute and popular. So I was like, okay, this kid must be like cute and popular. Mutual friends are key. Yeah. And then I had two drinks at the bar and I was, I was drunk. Oh god, I don't remember anything to Maybe this day. Maybe it's best that you don't remember. <laughs> Neither of us texted and that was that. Like, <laughs> Good day, sir. Um, I don't know. It just, like my date for Wednesday, my hair was unwashed. I threw it up in a ponytail. I was like, this is it. Here we go. I threw and on a big sweater. Well. Yeah. You gotta love a guy who loves natural beauty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like that's just glossier vibes. Yeah. Just take me as I am. So... Uh, what about signing to people's DMs? Ooh. Because I have some funny stories. I think I've tried to slide into a couple guys' DMs, and it was... I've never... I can't remember a time where it actually worked. I did go on a date once with a guy who slid into my DMs. No way. Yeah. What did he say to you? Oh, I forget. Oh, I think I deleted it. It's okay. Oh, should I look? If you want. It's from like two years ago. Okay, while you're looking, let me just tell you guys about this amazing trick. So one of our interns at The Post told me that she has a boyfriend now, but like before, pre-boyfriend, she would slide people's DMs saying, hey, I'm going to Trader Joe's or hey, I'm going to Whole Foods. Want me to grab you anything? So I was like, oh my God, the messages got deleted from the sky. Oh no. (gasps) Wait. Oh, mine are here. How did... Oh, you know what? Wait, I'm on my podcast account. Okay, that's That's why. I like started to freak out. So anyway, I text this, I signed to this guy's DMs and he's Tyler Cameron's roommate. (gasps) Wait, he's so hot. Matt? Yes. Oh my God. God. So hot. I didn't even think he was going to respond. So I go, (gasps) I swear to you, wait. (laughs) I have such a big crush on him. I have a big crush on him too. So I go, heading to Trader Joe's, want anything? Literally did not even expect him to answer. When was this? This was November 30th. Can you please go on a date with him? He goes... Yeah, we're out of toilet paper. I go, are you a Charmin Ultra Strong type of guy? He goes, double quilted. I go, gotcha. So Charmin and maybe a bottle of champagne. Oh, and my then God. he goes, when should we expect you? And I start to freak out. I'm like, oh, my God, what do I say? And at this time, when I got this message, I was out to dinner with my friend who's been in this long-term relationship since high school. So, like, she's not the best person to ask for advice because she's just, yeah. just been out of the game. You know what I mean? So her advice sucked, so I just had to go with my gut, which I guess was wrong because I said, how's Wednesday after work? And he didn't answer. He read it and didn't respond. He's he's gonna respond. This is recently, November 30th. Yeah, no, no, oh no, but the story doesn't end there. (laughs) So then, that was on, like, a Saturday maybe? I I don't remember. Um, And then on Monday, I reached back out and I was like, fuck it, I have nothing to lose. Like, I don't even know him. Go for it. Exactly, so I go, actually, would you want to be my plus one tomorrow at this private PR party that I'm going to? And I explained it to him, and then he goes, I'll be at another event where I would have. Oh, Explanation for you. You need to keep talking to him and get his number. But then I was like, oh, how was your event? And then he didn't respond. He probably gets a lot of DMs. He's probably you so should, busy, too. You should hit him up in another week. Right? I know. So He's really cute. I know. I mean, obviously, so is Tyler, but he's unattainable, so. I've slid to Tyler's DMs with the same thing before. <laughs> Honestly, and no response. So. That is so funny. Yeah, that's my uh, DM experience. He lives experience. on the Lower East Side. I know, he does. I'm kind of surprised that they put that on, they put it on their Instagram story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's how we know, because we're both major stalkers. I'm such a creep. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to let me know if you see see him one night, and I'll, like, literally bolt over there. Yes. 
And then I'll go up to him and be like, hey, That's so I have funny. your Charmin and your champagne <laughs> right here. That is so funny. <laughs> so who who is this guy who slid to your DMs? Oh, okay. Let me pull it up. It was a, a random boy, not an influencer. He literally just wrote and said, hey, not to sound weird at all, but would you want to grab a drink or something soon? I really like your Instagram page and you seem like a cool girl. Aww. So normally when I see that, I'm just like, whatever. I'm not going to, like, yeah. obviously not. But I stalked him and we had a lot of mutual friends. And one of my friends from college was abroad with him. They, he didn't okay. go to my school. Yeah. So it's kind of like, all right. And then I text my friend and I'm like, what is this kid's deal? She was like, oh, he's so sweet. We hooked up a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and she, she like was in a relationship with someone else. So I was like, all right, it's fair yeah. game. We're, we're cool like that. <laughs> so then I literally wrote, LOL, maybe, who are you? <laughs> oh my God. This was two years ago. So what did he say? Um, we just started chatting and then we went on two dates he was oh. fine. Not there was nothing there, but yeah. that's once and only time I'll probably ever go on a date with someone through DMs. But he seemed very normal. He was like my age, went to a, a state school, like was not yeah, creepy. Yeah, seemed normal. <laughs> I feel like I've only gotten creepy good dudes signed to my DMs. Yeah. No one who I would ever consider to go on a date with. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, hopefully, you uh, never know. hopefully that whole map thing will work <laughs> out. You never know, I guess. Do you have any favorite date spots in the city? Ooh, yes. What are they? Um, so employees only is like a cute West Village spot. It depends on the guy. Mm -hmm. Like for me, at least I've been to employees only a couple of times now and it's for like finance bros. Okay. I feel like they like that spot. I don't know. Don't listen to me. (laughs) Um, but I went to Nightcap on Wednesday, which is the Lori side. It's really cute. Um, what are other... I feel like I need to venture out because I know that I just moved to the city, but I feel like I don't know a lot of places still. Honestly, like Yelp literally is where I find a lot of my bars. I've been on a couple... Most of my dates are in the Lower East Side because I live down Mm -hmm. there and because, um, we can hop to another bar if if it's going well. Um, Loverboy is also a really good one. Oh, yes, I've been to Loverboy. And that's a cute little... Yeah. It's, like, more intimate, I Yeah, feel. it's definitely... Those are, like, date spots. Or, like, the Garrett. There's a couple of... The mm-hmm. Garrett in the West Village above the Five Guys is really cute. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could probably think of some. <laughs> I've been on... Oh, I've been on too and many And then, honestly, there's dates. this new restaurant that's, like, a block away from me called The Daisy, which is <gasps> really cute. Have Wait, you been I've there? I've heard of it. No, but I've heard of it. It's... Okay, it's, like, not always that bustling, but... The vibe, like the light, it's all candlelit. Oh, and so cute. The lighting is really dark. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's good if you're like happy after a long day and you haven't really had time to get ready. Um, yeah, no, I loved it. And the music is good. And mm-hmm. yeah, you I need to recommend. go somewhere where you know there's going to be other people, but it's not loud. Yeah. Which is a, it's a hard balance to find. And it depends on the, the night. If you go on a first date on a Saturday night, which is kind of stressful because a lot of the bars are really crowded, yeah. you have to find a bar that's going to be quiet. Wait, so I heard from people that you shouldn't be going on first dates on Saturday nights. You I, should not. I only agree. weeknights, right? Yeah, because why do you want to give your Saturday night up to someone exactly. random? And- Although I've dated a guy for a while earlier this year and our first date was on a Saturday. But that was like by coincidence Mm because we were both busy during the week. Okay. And I also think maybe during the week because the next day you can say, oh, I have to get up early. I have work. I have whatever. So there's always an out if you need it. I always, always, always say I have to go to a birthday party. No matter what (laughs) day of the week it is, no matter what time, I need to go to a birthday party because that is... You have then you have to leave, and if it's going well, you could just say, oh, "I'll be late." You know, you know what? That's better because I was thinking. I remember when I was going on that first date with that guy, and I was like, "Okay, if it goes horribly and I'm bored or whatever, I think I'm gonna call you." Oh no, I'm gonna text her 
a code word and then she's going to call me and then I'm going to answer and then hang up saying, oh my God, my best friend literally just broke up with her boyfriend. I need to go. Oh my God. But I feel like that's a little exaggerated. The birthday thing that's is funny. much more believable <laughs> and not as like yeah. stressful. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like I've, def- I've called my friends once from a bad date and I made up the worst excuse. I literally was just like, oh my God, I think I left my flat iron on at my apartment. I need you to unplug it. <laughs> it was the only though, thing I could think of because she texted me spur of the moment and I couldn't think of anything. It's fine. Um, I feel like, I mean, even if a flat iron is on, that's kind of a problem. Yeah, boys don't know. Sorry, you boy. Be like, like, oh my God, the apartment's going to burn down. Exactly. I have to go. But birthday parties always move. Even I've done like surprise birthday. Like I need to get there before 1030. Otherwise I'm going to ruin the surprise. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I'll have to use and that I, next time. I start the date with that. Like, you set it in place mm. so that whether it goes good or bad, it's there. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, like, better to cut it short because if it does go well, then he'll want to see you even more. Yeah. And I plus, hate, then he knows that you have a social life. So. Yeah, true. That he knows you have friends. Exactly. I hate <laughs> that I have all of these, like, tricks. I just, I've been on a lot of first dates. <laughs> so, what's your favorite part about living in the city? Um, I really like the people, I think, the most mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people in New York are really motivated and really like savvy and business minded, which you don't really get to this much of an extent in other cities. I I've think. been noticing that too, and it's actually motivates me to, yeah. exactly. And also, just because it's a city that never sleeps, it keeps me motivated to even do things. Just yeah. hearing the cars outside, or whatever. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the gym today. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Well, I didn't go today, but I went yesterday. So I went yesterday too. And I'm going tomorrow morning. I already signed up for a class, so I'm like locked That's in. Brave. Yeah, wish me luck. (laughs) Um, But yeah, people are hustlers. Like people want to be successful here, I feel like. And at the same time, they are super trendy, which is like really cool. I don't know. I I I love love the fashion. It's so, it's so like inspiring because the town I grew up in was super preppy and Mm. there was no fashion. I literally wore vineyard vines. Like I wore vineyard vines in middle school. It's so funny. Every single person in my high school wore Sperry's. Yes. Every single day. I know. Like, ew. Boys wear Sperry's, like these khaki cargo pants. the girls wear Sperry's. Oh, oh, I had Sperry's in 10th grade. Oh yeah, but they're fully in the garbage right now. So... Usually, the gays goals of the week will be a realistic self-care goal, but because this is the last episode before 2020, I figured we could throw some New Year's resolutions out there. I like that. You want to go first? So, my New Year's resolutions every year, I try to make them something positive Mm -hmm. rather than like a chore or something that I need to fix with myself. I love that. Because I feel like if I tell myself like, stop eating chocolate not that i would do that but you know (laughs) if it's something that's kind of like negative i won't follow through i just know myself Mm -hmm. so like last year one of my new year's resolutions was to travel more Mm -hmm. and i ended up going on a couple of different trips which i don't think i would have done if i didn't set that goal for myself so this year i already have two goals that i want to try to do one of them is so lame and random but when I had my food Instagram, I used to try different like bakeries a lot because mm. I love sweets. And I stopped doing that because I stopped yeah. taking photos of everything. So this year, I want to try and visit like every single donut place in Manhattan. Oh my gosh. That is, I don't even know how many there are I'm going to have to do. And it's only Manhattan. I don't know about Brooklyn and other yeah. places. But that's one of my like fun project goals that I want to oh, do. Oh, that's nice. So random, but it also just helps you explore other parts of the city. Yeah. And it's like treating yourself too because yeah, exactly. donuts. So. Yeah. So that's my, that's my stepping my foot back into the mm-hmm. food scene. 
And then my other one is that I want to start going to more concerts because I love going to concerts, but planning them and getting friends to come is kind of a hassle. Yeah, I know. I actually was talking about this the other day. I can't even remember the last time I went to a concert. Yeah. Like in the city. Because you have to get the tickets beforehand. You have to like research who's coming, where they're playing, exactly. get friends to go. But I think if I make it a goal of mine that I will be more proactive because I do love going to concerts, but I always find out about them like the day before and then I'm scrambling to get people to come with me and then by then the tickets are more expensive. Yeah. So I don't know. For now, those are my two. And I think that they're very realistic. I love those. And I like how you said that they aren't chores because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I want to go to the gym more. I want to. Yeah, like I want to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And I think those goals are great, but it doesn't have to be your New Year's resolution, right? right? So... I mean, I set my goal for the week, each week. Oh, let's go to the gym. Can can we just muster up the strength to go to the gym once this week, you know? (laughs) But I don't think having that broad of a goal for your New Year's resolution, I mean, that's just a lot of pressure. Yeah. So for me, and this may seem like a chore for some people, but my New Year's resolution is to cook more. I love that. Because... This is going to sound really bad, but like whatever, no judgment zone. No judgment. I've lived in this apartment for three months and I have not turned on the stove once. I never use my so. stove. <laughs> okay, like glad we're on the same page because the Sam, like the girl who I had on the previous episode, loves to cook. So I was like, oh. I wish I did. I'm the opposite. So I just I would really like to venture out of my comfort zone besides pasta. Mm-hmm. Oh my and god, eggs, I make so much basically. pasta. Because that's essentially, like, the only thing that I really know how to make. Um, other than, like, I make a bomb sandwich also or a bomb <laughs> avocado challenge. I love that. And, yeah, so that's one of my goals. That's I don't really know which, one. like, area of cuisine mm-hmm. I would like to focus on, but... I feel like start simple. Like, yeah. start with just, like, roasting something, like, exactly. baking or whatever. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to do a little bit more research, but that's one of my goals. And then the other goal is something that I found now that moving to the city from, co- like, versus college is... There's not a bar that all of your friends um, wind up at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, in college, we had this one bar, Lucy's, super close to campus. That's so funny. Like, we all walked. We had a bar just like that, and it was called Josie's. <laughs> Such Cute, a similar name. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so no matter who you pre-gamed with or whatever, every all of the seniors, at least, would end up there at the night. So it was nice to kind of see everyone and chat with people, you know, people from class, people even people who you may not be super close with, but it was just really familiar and nice to have that. And in the city, I feel like I'm always bopping around and, you know, places like Hair of the Dog where I'm like, eh, yeah. not again. So I feel like I just kind of want to find a place that's chill and That's such fun. a good one. Yeah, so I feel like I just need to venture out and find different places to see which one my friends all vibe with. Because once we find that place, then we don't necessarily even need to pregame all together. We'll just be like, let's let's meet at our place. Yeah, that's such a good one, man. I should make that one of mine. I mean, I don't look know. Look at us inspiring each other. Me and my friends have such different like bar tastes. Yeah, I know. So I don't know, but that's a really that's really good. So I'm excited to find that. I just need to. I just need to put effort into it, honestly, because it's not... Yes, I know that, like, the city's always bustling. There's always a place, like, at every corner. But it's hard to find a place that you're like, okay, I vibe with this place yeah. 100%. So, I agree. That's yeah. so good. Well, good Emily, luck with that. Oh, thank you. I will <laughs> let you posted? know. Yes, yeah. I will. <laughs> well, Emily, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Yeah, thank you for I'm having me. I'm so happy. Me. Before you guys head out, 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to leave a five-star review. If you're feeling a little positive today, want to share the love, follow along at Girl Gaze Pod and me at Taylor Bradford and Emily, what's Emily doing? And happy holidays. Happy New Year. Yes. 2020. I'll see you then. <laughs> okay, bye guys. Bye.